In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, we're talking about psychedelic therapy, man. Oh, oh man. Still? It was a bummer of a trip. Has it been 45 minutes it has, already? It's been it's crazy. So this is part two. If you've not listened to part one, jump back an episode and listen to part one uh, where we introduced psychedelic therapy, what it is, and we started talking about specific types of psychedelics. Mm-hmm. So we're going to continue that in this episode, and then I'm going to tell you how this works into therapy and kind of maybe what the future holds as far as actually getting into some of this mm-hmm. it's as almost, far as maybe getting psychedelic therapy it's almost like deja vu man oh man i'm tripping <laughs> let's hang go. in there folks we'll be right back <laughs> get ready for the motor city hypnotist david r wright originating from the suburbs of detroit michigan he has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the united states david r wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, my friends? This is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, and we're back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. We're here in the podcast, Your Voice, Southfield Studios, the yes, palatial, palatial digs here in Southfield, Michigan. Still here. With me is Matt Fox. Hello, all. Glad you're here, Matt. Thanks for joining me. I am always happy we're to be here. here. On a, we're, we're recording on a Friday evening, and it's a right around uh, 5.30-ish. And, uh, I've said just, this before. Yeah. It's a great way just, to start yeah, the weekend. Great, great way to start the weekend. Um, I was telling Matt before I, before we started recording, I, I had a golf lesson today. Did you? I must have, I must yes, have swung did. the club. It had to be 100 times, yeah. at least. You said 200 when you walked in. Uh, I know. It feels like 200. <laughs> as it, it feels more and more the more I sit here. I, mean, I know I'm going to be hurting tomorrow. I, I can already tell. It's you like, feel it in your bones? I do. You know, I, we're I got, talking about the Stones playing. Uh, the the yeah. Stones, the Rolling Stones were our winners of the week last episode, and I thought, these guys are on stage doing all this at 80. Yeah, what's wrong with you, man? I, I'm like... I'm I'm 56. I can I'm already hurting. I don't know. Snap, know. crackle, pop every yeah, morning. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, or just like standing up. It's like oh, uh, ow. So yeah, um, yeah, we're here anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, your bride checked in. She said, oh, "Great Kendra's shirt. Here. It looks psychedelic on Facebook." Yeah, doesn't on it? Facebook yeah, Live. it's yes. it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> you might think you're tripping if you're looking at it. It's crazy. Is that shirt kissing me? <laughs> oh. Great Odin's Raven. With its what in blazes are you talking about? <laughs> it's crazy, man. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just, maybe it's not psychedelic. Maybe it's coffee. <laughs> coffee makes me a mite nervous when I drink it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, David. <laughs> sure, David. <laughs> so let me tell you, folks, where you can find me. Uh, my website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. Um, all, everything's on the website. You know, I've uh, shows, uh uh, videos of shows you can get products you can l- look at uh, information you can get recommendations you can get information about classes all kinds of things on the website so yeah just jump in there and and, and wander around um, find some cool stuff you can get me on social media facebook and youtube which are both motor city hypnotist and you you i'm sorry and twitter instagram and snapchat which are all motor city hypno h-y-p-n-o sweet and as we do every episode we're giving away a free hypnosis guide you can find that link in the show notes just click on the link 
enter your email and it will be sent right to you. Yeah. It's a um, PDF that I made just kind of explaining and breaking down what hypnosis is, how it works, why it works, some myths and misconceptions. It's a cool little thing to have in case anybody ever asks you about it. Because you never know when some stranger might walk up and say, hey, what do you know about hypnosis? <laughs> uh, well, where do I start? <laughs> and then they'll be no! like, <laughs> no, don't shut me up. You asked, man. I know, I know. It's crazy. So, yeah, uh, check that out. Uh, download your free hypnosis guide. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Empower Your Mind for Success, a hypnotic guide. This is my new book. It's been out for a couple of months now, just a little over two months. It was released in August. It is available right now on Amazon and on Barnes & Noble online. Um, just do a search for Empower Your Mind for Success. I will also leave a link in the show notes that goes right to the sales page. You can get it in paperback, and you can also get it in Kindle version if you prefer the Kindle version. Yeah, there um, you which go. makes it easier to kind of... Well, I don't know if it's easier. It's easier if you're if you're in a dark room to to read the Kindle version, of course. Um, so yeah, uh, pick up the book if you read it and you like it. I would really appreciate a review. Uh, all the reviews that I get on Amazon or Barnes and Noble just help me to get in front of more people, so that more people see the book and more people buy it. So uh, yeah, if you've read it and you you enjoyed it, you got something out of it, please leave a review. That would be very much appreciated. And as far as reviews go, if, whether you're listening to the podcast audio on your podcast provider, whether that's Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever your podcast platform is, please leave a review of the podcast because uh, that also helps me out. And connect, like, uh, uh subscribe whatever the thing is on your platform that connects you with our podcast just click there because that way you'll get it and it'll just be delivered to you whenever we drop a new episode do it man yeah absolutely so yeah um uh and and leave a review i would appreciate that as far as the book and also for the podcast because it just helps us out helps to see more people yep awesome cool what's it's next time at oh yay how it is done so you know some people well and and i'll say it in general because you see it happening all the time mm -hmm. um a lot of professionals are kind of 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 um they think they're better than other people uh especially athletes okay Let, let's say athletes in general and i'm not classifying all athletes i'm just saying there are certain ones that are like eh, that's below me okay you know, that that's you know how how they they kind of treat people sometimes personal you know? foul taunting yeah, 15 right. yards so I love this story because it was fantastic. Um, so this is this is just from actually the story came out today this oh. morning after the Wichita State University men's basketball team won against Tarleton State on Tuesday. One player took an unusual victory lap around the stadium. Dexter Dennis stayed after the game to help the staff at Coach Arena clean. Wichita CBS affiliate reports. Um, Dennis helped lead the Shockers to victory and into an upcoming tournament in Las Vegas, but he didn't boast. Instead, the soft-spoken college junior from Louisiana did something very humble. Video from the court shows him picking up trash in the stands along with the stadium staff. Hmm. No one asked him to do it. He's a sophomore, you said? Yep. Okay. Video was shared on Twitter by Taylor Eldridge, who covers Wichita State Athletics for the Wichita Eagle newspaper. Hmm. 
And he said, Dexter is a different kind of dude, Eldridge tweeted. The video quickly went viral. He wasn't in trouble or anything. He didn't have to do it. He just wanted to help out the cleaning crew. Um, Eldridge wrote in another another tweet. Cleanup can take up to three hours after every game, uh, the facilities director David Gomez said. He said, seeing a student athlete staying to help is really inspiring. Um, We have several folks who have been here for decades, and I know for some of them that's probably the first time they've ever seen something something like that happen. And just from our custodial staff out to him, we just want to say thank you for leading and showing us that there are still folks who recognize the hard work that's being done around here. Hmm. That's awesome. It's insane that someone who just played the game helps clean up the stadium. Right. Uh, a guy named Max told the radio station. Huh. Uh, oh, okay, so here's the other thing. All right. Th- th- this is a college basketball guy, a sophomore, playing for Wichita State, helps clean up the stadium after his game's over. They wanted to do an interview with him. He declined it. Really? Dennis declined uh, KWCH's offer for an interview. Um and didn't uh, address the viral moment on Twitter. Um, but he did address the viral moment on Twitter. He says, I didn't do it for attention. It just gives me a perspective on life. Things could always be worse. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Good on him. So he wouldn't even do an interview because he just didn't want to bring attention to it. Because yeah, like, he just said, hey, I'm, I'm just, just here to help. I'm just here to help. Yep. Good for him. Yeah. So that's, that's a really cool story. I mean, how many young guys, especially playing college ball. Right. I should, maybe there are some. Maybe there are a lot that would. But it's nice to see somebody just be a, you know, this be, is not beneath me. I, I, I'm going to help clean up. Yeah. Yeah. He was recognized, but he didn't want the recognition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The yeah. be, best way to be. Yeah, absolutely. So cool. for uh, so I'm, And I'm giving him recognition, whether he wants it or not. Dexter Dennis, man. Winner of the what week. A, what a good kid. How winning is done. Uh, yes, it is. Well done. So, back to it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, we're talking about psychedelics, psychedelic so, treatments, psychedelic medications, psychedelic drugs. Yeah, I'm intrigued by this next segment mm-hmm. because you yep. know there are. Um, you had mentioned in the last episode yep. as, as to how it is being, not just how, but how folks can obtain it for their specific need. Correct. And that's one of the things you're going to cover. Yep, also, absolutely. You had also talked about... Yeah, so stick around because yeah. we're going to cover that right near the end. Okay. Um, that's and, what I'm trying to keep everyone around and, because... And while I can't give you like, here's the website to order it from, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna tell you that there there's kind of... There's not even really a process yet. It, 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 it's not easy, but we'll we'll tell you what you would need to do. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm super intrigued by this next segment. So. So we we were talking bef- we were talking we just ended last episode talking about different types of psychedelics. So we're going to finish up on that. There are a couple more. Um, MDMA. MDMA, and I'll get to the the street names in a moment. It's found in a, in the sassafras tree. Sassafras. <laughs> sassafras. All right. And known for its role in the drug ecstasy. Ecstasy is the biggest name that you would know yes. attached to this drug. Okay. So street names include Molly, Ecstasy, X, Superman, XTC, mm. among many others. Okay. So believe it or not, this this ecstasy, the, this drug, MDMA, is, is the, the this actual title for it. It was developed in 1914. Oh, are you kidding? Yes. Wow. As an appetite suppressant. And- <laughs> yeah. 
It gained popularity in the 1980s with young adults at large music festivals and all-night dance parties and raves. I thought you were going to say Dexatrim, actually. Yeah. Yeah, users experience uh, 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 feelings of euphoria, increased energy, intimacy, and emotional warmth, sensitivity to touch, and a distortion of time and of the senses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So it's frequently taken with other illegal drugs, unfortunately, Mm. uh, because uh, pills sold as MDMA on the street often contain additives or other drugs. Right. And, And, of course, here's the thing. There are ways that you can get almost anything in the world. The problem is where you're getting it, you need to be careful from. Mm -hmm. Because even something as, I can say that something as innocuous as pot. Mm -hmm. Pot's never killed anyone that that we we know of. of. It's not likely. But if you got that from somewhere that... That there's dangers of getting it on the street because you don't know what right. it is. You don't know what it's laced with. Yes, right. right. So, so, you know, as we talk about a lot of these psychedelics, it's important that this is not something you go searching for in your neighborhood or on mm-hmm. a street or, you know, from a neighbor, you know. Right. Some guy down the street says, yeah, I get some ecstasy. You want to try it? I, you yeah, know, yeah, no, maybe not. No. Um, so now here's one of the differences with this drug. Uh, MDMA can be addictive. Research suggests that long-term cognitive problems may develop in some users. Mm. Whereas with the LSD and the other one that we talked about, um, which I don't have my other notes. DMT? Yeah, DMT. uh, They're not physically addictive. Mm. Uh, A global drug survey in 2014 found that over 20% of American respondents have used ecstasy. Wow. 20% 20% of Americans. I am not one of those 20%. I am not either. Of course, we were... No, I was in college in the 80s. I mean, I was. that's uh, kind of the time it, it would have it was started getting big. Yeah. But uh, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> but but again, I, I you know, believe it or not, I, I, I wasn't attending raves every weekend. Mm-hmm. That wasn't my bag. You right, know? right, right. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean... I don't know what. What in blazes are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, I didn't have my glow stick, and yeah, that just wasn't wasn't my scene. But uh, another survey published in that same year showed one percent of people aged nineteen to twenty eight uh, in the United States had used the drug within the last month. Hmm. So again, that very popular. So here's the thing with MDMA, or we'll just use ecstasy since everyone knows that term. Okay. It's perceived as a safe party drug, but its effects can be lethal. Mm. Tablets sold as pure ecstasy often contain highly toxic additives. It can also interfere with the body's ability to regulate temperature, and it can raise the heart rate to dangerous levels. Uh, the adverse after effects of ecstasy can be felt for a week or more. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that was that was something I wasn't didn't know about ecstasy. Right. Someone that, who's susceptible to any type of medication, you're feeling that. So so uh-huh. that might be one as far as if 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 somebody's using that in a clinical setting at some point when and we'll get to that in a minute, but that's probably something that you would definitely want to use under supervision and with the right dosage. Correct. That's something you don't want to want to mess with. No. Nope. Okay, let's let's move on to another one. Mescaline. Ah, yes. Found in some cacti, such as the peyote cactus. Mm. So mescaline is peyote. It's like interchangeable. The peyote cactus, or Lophophora williamsi, gets its common name from the Nahuti language. The plant is a small button-shaped cactus that grows predominantly in Mexico and southern parts of the U.S. 
Native Americans have known of the plant's hallucinatory properties for thousands of years, and peyote still holds a sacred place in these cultures. In fact, over 40 tribes in North America and Western Canada still use it in sacred ceremonies. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the DEA, of course, restricted peyote, listing it as a Schedule One drug. Mm. However, some organizations do not abide by this listing. For example, the Native American Church still uses the plant, and they're exempt from scheduling because they're a religion. Hmm. Because it's part of their religious part of their culture. ancestry yeah, and yeah. culture. Yeah. Uh, to those who view peyote as sacred, the experience with this plant is a sort of communion or religious sacrament. The ritual varies from tribe to tribe, and it may include other practices such as meditation, chanting, or cleansing ceremonies. Mm. Uh, even the process of acquiring the peyote, called the hunt, is part of the ritual. In past, Native Americans would have traveled up to 322, um, I'm sorry, 200 miles on foot to attain the peyote. Wow. Yeah. Since its discovery around the turn of the 20th century, peyote use has expanded. Uh, Many people use the plant now or its extracts recreationally. Yep. I did not know that. Yes. So peyote is a classic hallucinogen in the same class as LSD, which has led much, leads to much controversy surrounding it. Hmm. So a person who takes peyote is going to have psychedelic or hallucinogenic trips. The effects will be different for everyone. Um, visions are common with this, uh, especially in higher doses. Oh, jeez. So peyote possible side effects, increased heart rate, numbness, tension, increased blood pressure, fever, chills, muscle weakness, headaches, dilated pupils, nausea, vomiting, sweating, shivering. I'm surprised anal leakage isn't I, I know, that's such a, such, such a long list. <laughs> now, they do say even with all those side effects, there has um, overdosing on, on this. Overdosing on peyote is rare. Um, in fact, the study that they, they couldn't, couldn't find any cases of, of documented cases of death by peyote. Wow. Um, a study in the journal Current Molecular Pharmacology says that dependence is essentially absent, like you can't get dependent on it. Huh. All right. So let's talk about, those were a few of, the, those are the major psychedelics. We broke them down, there are four categories. Okay. So let's talk about what, how would, how would this help somebody in, in a therapy session? Mm -hmm. how, how would it help them? Um, so psychedelic therapy right now is still known as an experimental treatment. There, there, there have been no long-term studies, but there are studies ongoing mm -hmm. to, to try to gauge the effectiveness of psychedelic treatment. As we continue to learn more about the brain, the uh -huh. brain chemistry itself, you know, this is this is in our lifetime yep. for the rest of our lifetime. This is going to be a topic. So of there are different there are different ways that it could work. Uh, one is drug assisted therapy. It, it's just like going to psychotherapy, just coming to see a therapist, and then you see a doctor for medication. It's like somebody coming to see me for depression. Our doctor prescribes them Prozac, and and we work together. Mm -hmm. Honestly, most cases I and, and this is this is one of the policies we have at our clinic that if you're getting medication from the psychiatrist, you also have to attend therapy. We mm -hmm. think that that they go hand in hand. Yeah. That just just doing medication and not doing anything else is not typically ideal. So drug assisted therapy would would be kind of the ideal situation that we would look for. Psychedelics alone. A provider might just give somebody a psychedelic and say, try this out. 
that's probably not the ideal way to do no, it because you, you you still want to have some guidance or some overview or some oversight on on what's going on. Um, hey, Dave, do you want the red pill or yeah, the blue pill? Exactly. Speaking of, yeah, it's man, a month away. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, a geek, geek alert. Um, Matrix Four. Matrix Four. It's in a month. Oh, we got to touch base afterward. I've watched so many things this week. All right, we'll, we'll get there. Right, right up for <laughs> Geek alert. Heads up. The, the fuck are you doing? Okay, side note. I'm caught up on All right. Enterprise. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, uh, Discovery. All right. And um, Wheel of Time I've started. Oh, I haven't. Uh, you're not, if you don't know that. I, I don't. Okay, geek alert over. All right. The, the fuck are you doing? Is that a new segment? Yes. Yeah, that should be. The geek alert. Yeah. We need to add that. We're going to do that. So again, and, and then the third way that we could use psychedelics in, in conjunction with therapy is guided therapy, where you would take a psychedelic in person, and then the person will guide you through your trip in hmm. a setting where you can talk and interact. As you said, you're more yep. suggestive yep. when you are under yes. a hallucinogenic. Yep. Uh, offering therapeutic suggestions, helping the person remain calm if they if they freak out a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and those are possibilities with psychedelics that people you don't know what it's going to be like, and you mm-hmm. get in there and you can freak out. Yeah. You know, a lot of people that happens with many many medications that people. Well, I mean, I've seen it happen with pot even. Because mm. um, everybody don't brain, know what's going on. Everybody's like, oh brain God, chemistry is different. On? Yeah. So here's here's some of the things that that studies have been working on, and and this this will give you guys some some insight into to things that how, how you may fit in if you fit into any of these categories. These are all ongoing studies that they're using psychedelics to treat to see to to get information and, and move forward with it. Fair enough. Terminal illnesses. Oh yes, that's a huge one, and right now we're already at the point where we're getting to the point where we're at least getting people pot or marijuana. Mm-hmm as far as terminal illnesses mm-hmm. and, and having illnesses from, especially for cancer, uh, chemo and radiation treatments mm-hmm. and, 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 and dealing with the nausea that that causes and the appetite issues. The pain. It's like pain, the pain, also. pain management yep. piece of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So there, they, um, they did a study in 2016 of just 29 people with cancer who had anxiety or depression related to their diagnosis compared to those who got a single dose of magic mushrooms and those who got a placebo. So 29 people, uh, some got a placebo, some got a magic mushrooms. Okay. Um, the magic mushroom group reduced cancer-related anxiety, hopelessness, and dread immediately after the dose. At 6.5 months, six and a half months later, 60 to 80% of the mushroom group continued to report improvements in depression and anxiety. Wow. So I know... Very small study. Twenty nine people is not that's, a medical yeah, study, but this shows kind of where what they're looking to do with this. Another study in two thousand sixteen of fifty one people with life threatening cancer arrived at similar conclusions. The high dose magic mushroom group reported significant improvements across many domains of functioning, including improvements in mood and relationships. Hmm. And again, these improvements persisted for eighty percent of participants six months later. So, so that's one that that we're really folk that that a lot of the studies are focusing on is how how can we help people with terminal illnesses who are at their end of life who mm-hmm. have have to go through all of these well physical and emotional issues as far as you know waiting for that end to happen. 
<laughs> so so that that's one of the areas. Here's one that's probably gonna this this will probably be a majority of uh, I'm gonna say a majority of of all of us depression and anxiety. Okay, how's this gonna work for that? Um, a 2020 uh, review reported 24 prior studies on psychedelic drugs to treat anxiety symptoms. It said 65% of studies reported a reduction in anxiety with psychedelics, uh, even though studies were small and had some methodol methodological flaws. Mm. So I, I'm hoping for more of these studies to get expanded and have mm -hmm. really, really in-depth clinical scientific studies so that we can break these down. But in order for that study to happen... It's got to start somewhere. It's got to start right. somewhere. Right, and, and I'm, I'm glad to see it starting where they're actually looking at this. Uh, a 2021 study... Um, asked 164 people who reported experiencing a psychedelic experience to talk about their mental health, mental health symptoms. Participants reported significant reductions in depression, anxiety, and stress following the psychedelic experience. Hmm. Um, a 2017 study looked at people treating uh, resistant depression, uh, treatment-resistant depression. People have had chronic depression and treatment hasn't helped. Researchers gave 20 people with mostly severe depression two doses of, what was it, LSD, seven days apart, then followed up with them for six months. Researchers, researchers observed a significant reduction in symptoms for the first five weeks following treatment. At five weeks, nine participants had responded to treatment and four had depression that was in remission. Hmm. Uh, Another area that, that a lot of people have issues or have to struggle with is PTSD. Um, research so far in general, they say that's provided mixed results. Um, but again, uh, evidence that uh, uh, moderate evidence supporting the effectiveness of using psychedelics for PTSD. Now, here's the other one, too, that a lot of people have, have kind of... This sounds a bit counterintuitive, but it's addictions. Mm. So let's say somebody's an alcoholic. They can't stop drinking. It's almost like, well, why would you want to introduce another substance into that if they're already addicted to a substance that they can't right. stop using? Right. Good question. So uh, a lot of research thus far suggests that psychedelic therapy may help ease symptoms, some symptoms of addiction such as depression, which commonly occur, occur together with an addiction. By reducing the mental health symptoms, psychedelics make it easier to quit abusing the substances. Hmm. So look at it this way. Most people with an addiction, whether it be alcohol, whether it be drugs, whether it be, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of something a little, probably, probably those are the big one, alcohol and drugs. Mm -hmm. They have these co-occurring symptoms because Mental health-wise, they're not they're not in a good place. If you, if you're an alcoholic, no. if 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 you can't stop drinking, you're going to have feelings of depression. You're going to have feelings of anxiety. So if we can if we can use another psychedelic to address those feelings, it's going to be much easier for you to see a, a, a path to not drinking hmm. or to not using drugs. Um, a 2016 study suggested LSD may also help people quit smoking. <laughs> Uh, they recruited 15 volunteers to receive both LSD and a cognitive behavioral therapy-based quit smoking program. A year later, a year later, 67% had successfully quit, and 16% remained non-smokers. Hmm. Because they they 
did an LSD for smoking cessation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um. So, so a lot of these, and, and, I, and like I said, I, I hope they continue. All, and these these studies are continuing. A lot of things are happening right now in this field. If and I, and I know you mentioned that the, the Netflix document or mm-hmm. the documentary on Netflix, mm-hmm. very interesting. Um. Another one that they looked at is eating disorders, ah, and they've right. done a couple of stories, a couple of studies on that. And again, see, seen an improvement in systems with psychedelic therapy. Hmm. So, so let's let's talk about real quick before we get to like, well, how do I how do I get how do I find out about this, or uh-huh. how, how how do I get information about this? First of all, we're going to talk about risks. There, there's psychedelic drugs induce a powerful change in consciousness so it, it can cause some side effects for people who might be more prone to these uh, there can be a break from reality which is which is known as psychosis like there, there, there there's a break where you think something's true that's not true hmm. delusions hallucinations things like that uh, some some people who take psychedelics psychedelics have an overwhelming fear they feel like they're going to die or they feel like they're experiencing something dangerous. So that that's a risk. Mm. And then also psychedelics can elevate heart rate and blood pressure. So if you have heart disease or heart issues, that's something definitely you want to do under medical supervision. Okay. Good to know. So now let's talk about, so, so how does this apply? If this is something I might be interested in. So here's the catch. <sighs> All of these, all of these psychedelics are illegal. Yeah, they're off the bat. They're all they're all Schedule One drugs, considered just like narcotics, like mm-hmm. heroin. Mm-hmm. They're not legal now. There are areas and states, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a couple of different ones that you can look for. Um, uh, do people have to move? Not necessarily. Okay. All right. So. For an example, Ann Arbor is a city that has a local ordinance that they said has uh, that states that uh, psychedelics are not illegal. The huh. city of Ann Arbor. Um, there is a there are a couple counties in Oregon who accept who don't enforce really? the law, the the national law, the Schedule One drug law. Okay, um, Colorado. Surprise, has surprise, right, surprise, surprise. Right. Yeah. So here's the thing, and I and, and I will leave a couple of links on the show notes. You, you kind of have to do some looking around, and, and it's not something that's readily there for people to just say, hey, this is, this is how you do it. The best thing to do is look for studies. Studies are a great place for people to, to try things that, that aren't available yet or mm-hmm. that aren't out there yet. There are a lot of studies being done with um, – psychedelic medications and how it can help mental health right so i would i would suggest doing a search for current current studies and or current uh look for for looking for current study volunteers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and maybe try to find a program or a study that is using this um the other thing to do is is honestly is is to check with your doctor now Mm your most doctors are not going to have that they can't you can't prescribe schedule one narcotics that they don't have the ability to do that but they might know, let's say, for example, in Ann Arbor, where they've the, the ordinance is not being enforced, there might be something there that that 
could lead you in the right direction. And I was going to say, if you are a person that feels that you need to go down this path Mm -hmm. or you know of somebody that you feel is going to be going down this path, do your research. Or that it could be helpful. That it's helpful for you. Do your research. Do some due diligence for yourself and for that person. And and I really wish I could just give you like, here are three sources that you go to to get it. But but it's not that easy yet because, again, technically it's illegal. Right. And, And... it, it, it's just we're not at that point yet. Right. Now, think about it. 20 years ago, pot was illegal. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Now it is. Mm-hmm. Now it's legal. Mm-hmm. Now you can go anyone, anyone 21 and older, right. can go to any dispensary, any, any yeah. dispensary yeah. And, and buy it. Yep. It's still illegal federally, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's not a federal. Yes, because <laughs> it's state by state. Yeah. And of course, Michigan has, has finally come around on yes. that. Yes, it has. And, and but but again, that's another thing that, that I don't think it'll ever happen federally. It should, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. That that's just the uphill battle that we all face. So and and if if you have any questions or or feel like um, you know hit me up on social media, um, I'll be glad to answer it there or even talk with you. Um, it, it, it's right now. There's there's no specific way or no specific route to say this is how you get it. Mm-hmm. But but again, I think the best place to look is look for studies because they're always looking for volunteers. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, a lot of these studies are experimental, but it could be beneficial. But remember to always delete your browser history after you've done doing the research. <laughs> well, yeah. But, but I mean, technically, you, you're, I just want to learn about LSD. Yeah. That's all it is. It's crazy. <laughs> wow, wow, man. It's crazy. I was just tripping and I wanted to learn. <gasps> oh, great Odin's <laughs> raven. What are you looking at? <laughs> Nothing. It's crazy. <laughs> Okay. No, no, don't shut me Wait, up. You want me to look at something? Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, browsing history is always an issue. That's, <laughs> that's a problem. All right, folks. So that's it. Psychedelic. Hope your trip was a good one. Yes. As Jim Morrison would say, what a. This is the. Uh, that was um, something about a strange. Uh, uh, one of his lines it's, it's, it's been a strange trip or it's, it's a, something. Uh, nah, I won't. Yeah. I'll bring it up next time. Fair I'll enough. find it. All right, folks. People are strange. Change your thinking. Change your life. Laugh hard. Run fast. Be kind. We'll see you next time.